Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 493. Today, I'm excited to bring you one of my awesome Launch Magic alumni. She is a web designer who has used digital products and has launched digital products as a way to step away from trading time for money in her web design business. Today's guest, Michelle Pontver, she is originally from Australia. She now lives in Paris where she's a mom to an energetic toddler and she's built an incredible web design business, which she's now also been able to templatize and sell templates through launching. So I'm super excited today because we're chatting about Michelle's experiences in her first launch, in her second launch, as well as some of the mistakes and the lessons that she's had from those two launches. We're talking a little bit about her experience inside Launch Magic, and we're also talking about her journey to where she is today because she wasn't always a website designer. She actually started out her career as a set decorator for film and TV in LA. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, about that journey that's got her to where she is today. So I hope you will enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting to Michelle. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Michelle's experience in Launch Magic. And if you haven't yet noticed, Launch Magic is open for enrollment until the 19th of May, which is only a couple of days from when this episode airs. So if you are thinking about launching in this first half of the year, uh, jump on into Launch Magic. You can find a little bit more about it at stephtaylor.co forward slash magic. And essentially, by the time that we wrap up on the 11th of August, you'll be you'll have opened doors to your first or your next profitable launch. So check that out at stephtaylor.co forward slash magic. Let's jump into today's episode where I'm chatting to Michelle. Michelle, welcome to Socialette Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. I'm excited. <laughs> so, Michelle, you are obviously one of my Launch Magic alumni, and you have built a business as a website designer. And we're going to talk a little bit more about like the the progression from website designer to launching your own website templates in a minute. But I'm really curious to know what were you doing before you became a website designer? Like, what's your what? Not your life story, but what's your like journey up? <laughs> to this point looked like? Mm, my origin story. Yeah. Um, so I actually studied and started my career as a set decorator for film and TV. That was kind of where everything started. I'd always been interested in the creative world. I ended up having a master's degree in film production and started in set tech, which I absolutely loved, but the lifestyle was just not for me. It was very, very long hours very sporadic projects. And I just struggled with that stability with 
this strong knowing that I also wanted to have a really active family life. I wanted to be a very present parent. So once I finished my studies and met my now husband, I kind of hit the wall of like, okay, this career is very fulfilling, but is not going to fulfill the rest of my life. So I kind of let that go and moved to France with my now husband and sort of started again. And I translated a lot of those skills into marketing. So I ended up working for a bunch of small businesses in their marketing departments, which kind of naturally led me towards websites. I just kept sort of finding myself <laughs> on their I love websites. That. Uh, isn't it wonderful sometimes how our um, business journeys take all of these twists and turns from like set designer through to website designer? Like that's it's really exciting. Yeah, I love it. I think there's so many just practical life skills that we can translate into whatever we love and find interest in. And I love that we're in a place in our society where you can, you know, figure it out and find where your passions and your needs and your interests kind of flow to. Yeah. And also where they intersect with what other people need from us and how we can help Mm. those other people. Uh, So from obviously from that from the set design through to building this website design business, why then did you decide to go and create and launch website templates? Was there a sudden moment that inspired you or was it more of like a long general, you know, oh, maybe I should do this and you kind of prolonged it? It was not at all planned. So I was working with one-on-one clients who loved that. That's really what the bread and butter of my business was. And At one point last year, my family sort of had a whole bunch of needs pop up and I needed to be much more present for my son, my little guy. And I was finding it harder and harder to fit lots of client work around that. So I kind of hit upon this moment of needing to think creatively how I could keep the business going, keep providing, you know, the same results I was really loving getting from my clients, but with less and less of me. And that's where the idea for the templates came up. And I've really taken actually a step back in my one-on-one work and almost templatized that process too. So it was like reworking the entire business from this approach. But that's where the idea for this template that I ended up launching with your program came from. Talk me through the templatizing your one-on-one stuff because I'm curious. I'm intrigued what you mean by that. Yeah. So I was doing really custom design work previously. So lots of custom strategy, figuring out, you know, the brand strategy, website designs, all completely from scratch. And I loved that, but it was a long process. And so what I've essentially done is found the kind of architecture, the bones of what most of my clients' websites need to have and built out basically a template that I start with and then built out systems so that I can collect all of that information I need for them to populate the websites, figured out how to kind of streamline all of the client side of that work, and then basically turned it into a kind of productized service. They purchase me doing their website based off of this template using this system. So it's very sort of streamlined on both ends. I love that. And when it came to, so talking about your website templates now, like the, the ones that you mm. sell, the ones that you've launched, um, was there, was it quite an easy decision or was there something that, was there anything that held you back or made you, maybe scared you off of doing it? Yeah, I think the, the idea of just launching a thing and not having it sell was kind of concerning for me. I I really pour my heart into everything I do and I didn't want to feel like I'd wasted that energy. 
So I, I was a bit nervous around the idea of pouring, you know, weeks or months of energy into something that wasn't useful. And then I, I didn't want to just make, you know, quote unquote, another template. I know there are hundreds of other resources like that out in the world. And I really wanted to create something a little different that served people I was already talking to. I had lots of sales calls or discussions with people who weren't quite ready for my one-on-one -on -one work. And I really wanted to create something for those people who weren't just looking for something pretty, but needed a really practical resource as well. So it's kind of finding my footing in all of those pieces. Yeah. And I know something that a lot of people are worried about, whether it comes to launching templates, courses, any kind of digital product, they really worry because they think, oh, there's so many others out there, so many people with the same thing. And I mean, website templates, there are so many website templates out there, right? So when you were going through the process of creating them or coming up with the ideas for them, how did you go about, um, how did you go about making sure that yours stood out? Mm. I, I love market research. So I definitely <laughs> spent some time talking to people um, and sort of asking them what they were looking for, what they needed, if they purchased templates before, what was sort of lacking. And then I sort of tried to also look at my one-on-one -on -one processes and see how much of that I could turn into resources that a client, you know, a customer could walk through one-on-one -on -one by themselves. And that kind of led me to this idea of a kit of not just a website template, but all the other things that people need to make the website itself. And I think that kind of idea came from the the feedback I was getting from these chats one-on-one -on -one with my clients or people who wanted to work with me one-on-one -on -one and couldn't afford it yet. It's like they need to learn how to write the copy. They need to know how to do the graphics. They need to understand how the website works beyond just the template because their businesses will shape and evolve and need to know how to actually use the website beyond just the pages included. So it really helped me see kind of the gap that they weren't finding and hopefully make a resource for them to fill that gap. I love that. So it's not just, it, you You kind of went rather than trying to differentiate it by making it just a different design, you actually thought, well, what else do they need and how else can I help them? I love that mm -hmm. um, because I've, I, I know in the past I've bought so many website templates and half the time you try, you load them up in WordPress or Squarespace and they look nothing like the photos that you bought them from because you actually don't know how to use it. Like WordPress mm -hmm. is really challenging. Uh, same with when I've bought Squarespace ones in the past. So I love that you've kind of supported them in that way. Uh, it's a really nice touch. Thanks. Yeah. I really, I love the feedback I've also gotten from people who've gone through it of, you know, oh my gosh, I actually understand why I need to write this piece here. And I understand how to move the pieces of my website around and I just really love that sense of empowering people to actually use their sites, not just buy the template and be done. Mm, yes. Oh, empowering them. I love it. <laughs> so when you when you signed up for Launch Magic and you started launching the so you started by launching the templates, not the kit mm -hmm. initially, right? Had you already yeah. create or had you already created the templates before you launched them? Yeah, I did a pre-sale of my template um, with some of those resources included, but not everything. And that went really well. And then I basically knew I had a bunch of things I wanted to add, knew I wanted to sort of launch it, but I felt a bit stuck of how do you relaunch something that already exists? How do you do the second? 
because the first one felt logical, you know, ta-da, here's my new thing. But I was yeah. feeling really stuck of how do I do this again when it's not brand new anymore. So that's really what prompted me to to look at Launch Magic and find a support system to do this launch process for something that already existed in the world. Were, what were some of the biggest differences that you noticed launching them for the second time compared with the first time? Mm. I mean, the fact that I had testimonials and examples of people using the thing was so helpful. I feel like it was a lot easier. And I think it weirdly kind of, it was a different challenge to wrap my head around how to position why they should buy it now, because it's not the brand new shiny thing Mm. and really helps sort of think about bonuses and adding extra assets, how to position maybe, you know, discounts and all of that kind of positioning of the limited time offer element of the launch was super, super challenging, but really helpful. And that's definitely something I took away from your process with Launch Magic. Like, oh, okay, I don't have to, you know, re- reinvent the wheel every time. I can just add and remove these little bits and pieces to make it an extra incentive for people to jump at this time. Yeah. Walk me through your uh, the, the process that you went through. Walk me through like that limited time offer. What bonuses did you have? How did you incentivize people to buy something that was essentially always available? Mm. Yeah. So I did a version of a webinar for my launch event. I I really struggle with doing things live. I'm in a challenging time zone for a lot of my clients and I have a little one. So I did a not so live webinar and I offered a um, one-on-one strategy session for anyone who purchased in a time period, I think I did 24 hours around that webinar being released. And then that went away. And then I offered a live round of my kit. So essentially offering 30 days of extra support. I had a pop-up Facebook group, um, giving them an audit of their site before they hit publish. So they could really get a lot more of me and a lot more of that handholding feedback and support throughout their build process them also a bit like Lush Magic, like a timeline of how they could actually work through the whole thing in a set amount of time. So I built out their plan of using the kit in 30 days to launch their website, built that live round around that. And that was really my kind of incentive for the launch on top of a small discount. <laughs> on top of a small discount. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That so it sounds like you had it perfect. You, you did it perfectly. You followed Launch Magic perfectly by the sounds of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm an A-plus student. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you showed up to pretty much every single call, I think, that was in your time zone. Uh, I tried my best. <laughs> you did very well. I was very impressed, especially for somebody with a very young child. Uh, so going into this second launch... Uh, obviously, going into your first launch, you had a lot of fears that you would create a template and people wouldn't buy it. Did you have any fears going into the second launch? I, I felt a lot less nervous because I'd already done it and I felt really supported with the sort of system that you built out. I think the main thing I was worried about was actually doing the live round that I was promising people and keeping my boundaries there. I'm such a people person. I was worried I would overgive. So I think that was my main concern, almost worry of success of having too many people or people who needed too much support. That was more my hang up. And did it, how did that go? It was fine. I worried for nothing. <laughs> That's usually the way. <laughs> yep. No, I had a few people who got really excited about the live round element and they were lovely, but everyone was very respectful of, of my boundaries and my time. So it was a non-issue in the end. 
Oh, and that's such a great idea having that live round because sometimes people just need that extra little bit of support, especially when it's Mm -hmm. such a big, overwhelming project like building a website. Yeah. That that extra support and knowing that they've got somebody they can ask these questions for, that makes such a huge difference for them. Yeah, I've really appreciated any time I've gone through trainings or courses where there is that live component and and a kind of container to it as well. I think it can be you know, quite overwhelming getting all of these resources, all this stuff, and then no real accountability or support implementing. And I mm-hmm. think implementing is where you see the results. So I think there is a lot of value to creating that container for people to actually do the thing they've bought, not just buy the thing. Absolutely. And that's something I've noticed like with Launch Magic. I mean, I've run it three times now. And the people who go through the course and launch are generally the ones who are showing up to the Q&A calls as well Mm. because they're getting that accountability. They're getting that like they're seeing where everyone else is at. Even if they don't ask any questions, it's just that that live component so they don't feel alone. And I'm sure that Mm. would have been exactly the same with your students. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So with with your let's look at let's compare your two launches, your first launch and your second mm. learn, launch. Was there anything that you learned from that first launch that you implemented into the second one? Yeah, definitely took I, I've been really trying to take care to build a business for me first, you know, build things around my schedule and my needs and things like not having so much live components to my launch really was something I took from the first round and finding ways to creatively still offer value, but just value that isn't specific blocks of time on my calendar. I think that's something that's really followed through to the second launch, something I'll probably keep for all my subsequent launches because it really worked well and took so much pressure off me to bend myself into pretzels to figure out how to fit into everybody else's Mm. schedules. Yeah. And I remember that was something you were really worried about in one of the Q&A calls because you couldn't fit the live webinar into, um, or you couldn't guarantee that you would make it live to host a live webinar. Um, yeah. What did you end up doing instead? Walk me through what you did instead of the live webinar. You said you did a not quite so live webinar. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, basically, I did a pre-recorded webinar. So basically a training with the pitch at the end. And I only made that available for people to watch for a certain amount of time. So I think it was 24 hours and I had people sign up for the waitlist just like they would for a normal webinar. I had it available for people to watch at that time and then I retired it. And I felt, you know, in integrity because I didn't bring it back. It was very much a limited time available webinar, but I didn't have to show up for that specific like call or meeting. And that really helped. And I got a lot of lovely feedback from people in my audience who are like me, not really able to show up for specific live things. So it was a nice kind of compromise on my end, but I think it was also a nice way to demonstrate that we don't have to be so time specific in in business as well. Yeah. Oh, I like that because it's so so different. I've always only really ever done... um, Live webinars or um, my I've one evergreen webinar, but I've always I, I love the live element because of the energy mm. of being there and the energy of the people who show up. But when you say, "Oh, that, that there's those people who can't make it live," it actually does make you reconsider. Hmm, am I making the replay available long enough so that people can who people who can't make it live have that time to catch up? Uh, something yeah. something else that just popped into my mind. I know 
obviously when you're launching an online course, it's a lot easier to create a webinar because you're teaching somebody something in the course. So the webinar is kind of like you're teaching in a webinar as well. But with templates, it's probably not quite the same. So I'd love to know what did what topic was your webinar? Yeah, I talked a lot around sort of the big mistakes that people make in their websites and kind of pointing out some of the kind of misconceptions people have around building a website, what it's really for in their business, and then really sharing around some of the key things they can do to get the results they want for their business out of their website. So not just making a pretty you know online business card, but what can they do to actually create this asset for their business? And I quite liked the teaching component because a lot of my template comes with teaching elements. So I think it was kind of a nice tie-in. I think if it was a quote-unquote traditional template, it would have been a little bit more of a stretch, but this felt like a really, really nice, basically transition into the product right afterwards. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the key to a successful, or you know, your webinar is good when it feels really natural transitioning into the, the sales pitch. It's not like it's, it's not like you, your content stops and then suddenly it's oh, time to sell now and you start speaking <laughs> faster and your voice, you become all cheesy and your personality changes completely. Um, mm. with your, so with this most recent launch, with your second launch, what mistakes did you make? Did you make any mistakes? Oof. Um, it's sort of a, a mistake that wasn't a mistake, but I cleared my calendar completely for my launch week. And I think that just let my anxiety run a little bit wild. <laughs> I'm, I'm a doer. I like to have things to do mm. and everything ran so smoothly. I was just twiddling my thumbs, getting anxious. <laughs> so I think next time I would give myself like a really low stakes thing to do that week because I found myself wanting to tweak things and rewrite everything and, I had to keep reining myself back in. No, no, just trust it. Let it go. It's already done. You thought about this in advance. You know, you have thought this through. Let it run its course. But not having Mm. anything immediate to work on kind of got to me. That's really interesting because I know that's one of the things that I teach in uh, Inside Launch Magic. I say, don't Mm -hmm. book anything in. Clear your calendar for cart (laughs) open week. And that's because when I, whenever I'm in card open, I'm just so exhausted because I'm constantly replying to DMs, constantly replying to emails where people are asking questions. And I'm, I find that really draining. But I can also see how if you've got everything prepared and you're super organized and then there's just nothing for you to do, I can see how that would, <laughs> that could lean towards a little bit too much introspection. <laughs> Yeah, I think I got all of my like FAQ answers so ready that anytime people answered me, I was like, okay, three seconds, I've got your answer, there you go. And I just wow. had all this empty calendar space going, oh, well, what should I do with this now? <laughs> so uh, it's a weirdly good lesson to learn. I need a little bit of something to keep me busy, keep me stuck from yeah. fiddling everything. And maybe, maybe in your next launch, that means that we, in that week, that's that empty time that you've got, maybe it's, um, showing up. I know you can't do scheduled lives, but when you have maybe a block of 20 minutes in your calendar where you can show up live, Mm. maybe it's doing that. Or um, maybe it's working with affiliates and spending that week, like getting them really excited to promote things. Um, There are other things that you can add into that week, but it is... you don't want to break things, you know. You don't want to. Um, you don't want to meddle too much that we break what's actually working. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember asking in the group, and I ended up spending a lot of that week 
basically trying to support my affiliates with their things. I did a couple of trainings in their groups and really doubled down on them. So it was good. I could focus on someone else in a weird way while I was, you know, trying to not think about my own stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love that you had affiliates in your launch. How mm-hmm. how did that go? Um, did you find that the affiliates were a worthwhile investment of your time? I think so. I I ended up having one affiliate who really really made a nice push for it. And I had a couple of sales through her, which was great. And then I had a few others who I think just either the timing of my launch conflicted with their launches mm. um, or they weren't really used to being affiliates. So I think in a second launch, they would be a little bit more prepared for what that means. But it's it's given me a lot of insight. I love the idea of affiliates. I love being an affiliate. So I think I might invest a little bit of energy between launches in kind of training my affiliates on how they can get the most out of my launches too. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of just making it as easy as possible for affiliates. If they've got copy Mm -hmm. and paste, if they've got swipe copy that they can just copy and paste and send that email to their list or post it on social media, then it's so much easier for them to naturally promote what you're launching and yeah, it makes it, it removes that whole, it, it stops it being a task on their to-do list and it makes it just like an easy, like a no-brainer for them, really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Was there anything in your launch that had better results than expected? Any one particular thing in what you did that had a better result mm. than you expected? I think the live round went round much better than I thought it was. It was sort of this thing that popped in my head and I wasn't quite sure how people would respond to it. And I got such really great feedback about it. People were really excited. They really liked it. And it was funny because I thought that was almost my throwaway bonus that people wouldn't quite get or wouldn't be that excited about. And it ended up being like the big bonus that everybody really liked. So that was that was a big surprise on my end. I was expecting it to not be as much a focus and I maybe almost undervalued how exciting that bit was for other people. Yeah, and it's. I notice this as well with a lot of the things that I do or things that I put out there. I'm like, oh, nobody wants Q and A sessions, and then <laughs> doing testimonial calls. Like three people were like, yeah, the Q and A sessions were the most helpful part. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> there I was thinking they were just another call in somebody's calendar, but it actually turned out to be what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often, yeah, often we don't find out what people need from us until we actually get out there and do it and get that real-time feedback because we can sit on it, we can ponder it, and until we do it, we don't know what other people are going to think about it. Mm, exactly, yeah. It was a very good learning experience on that. Yeah, end. Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to chat a little bit about your experience in Launch Magic now, just mm. quickly. Um, so, when you first joined Launch Magic and you started implementing some of the things that you were learning, what were those first changes that you started noticing, whether that was more generally in your business or in um, mm. your launch that you were working on? I think right at the beginning, the whole idea of the magician's gap that you teach, the sense of where people are and where you need them to be to be ready to buy. It took me a minute to get my head around it. But once I clicked, I was like, oh, wow, this is exactly how I need to approach all of my marketing. And there was just a light bulb and it made a lot of the posting, a lot of the kind of public facing promotion of that way easier and just sort of fall out of my brain as I was writing everything, which has not been my experience always with 
particularly promotional things to write, I always found that a little hard. So that that was such a big light bulb moment for me. And, and I loved being able to just schedule out all of my content weeks in advance. It's such a reassurance when, you know, I have a little one who potentially could get sick. And what if I didn't have anything for next week? I had such a sense of ease because I already scheduled that out. I'd already done that. Um, I'm definitely doing that the next time. I really, really appreciated that sense of being slightly ahead. Oh, I love to hear that because the whole my whole aim when I was creating Launch Magic was like, how can I make this in a way, how can I create a framework that makes launching feel easy? Because I know that it feels so challenging and so overwhelming to so many people. So that's that's awesome to hear. Uh, was there any part of Launch Magic that you found to be like stand out, most valuable, or most helpful? I mean, you've obviously mentioned the Magicians Gap already, but was there anything else yeah. that you found super valuable? Uh, I mean, the Magicians Gap, just the concept was was huge. Um, I think the the way that you talked through how to do the webinar, I really, really responded to it. She basically, instead of just giving us a script to read, you gave us all of the kind of bones to assemble ourselves. And I really, really loved that approach because I could inject more of me into it and find my own way around that structure. So when I was delivering, it didn't feel like I was reading a script. I I hate having to read scripts out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so worried about, you know, sitting and having to basically read for an hour. And because I, I just had guidelines and it was all just sort of the structure. It came so naturally and the speaking, it was so much easier. So I really, really liked that approach for the webinar structure in particular. Yeah. I think there's too many scripts out there. That's the problem. Um, and that was one of the challenges that I came up against when I was outlining the the webinar kit was how do I make this different to what's already out there? And how do I make it so that people can inject as much of their own personality and their own content into there rather than, like you said, having to read out a script? Uh, mm. when, when you were considering signing up, did you have any, were there any hesitations that you had about investing in the course? Uh, I think I remember texting you before you'd even announced it saying, when's it coming? Because I'm ready. (laughs) I was was pretty ready uh, when you, when you opened the cart. I think the only concern I had was the timing because it did fall over the Christmas holidays. And I was worried that there would be quite a lot of homework (laughs) during that sort of two weeks I was trying to have off. And I saw the outline you shared and it had that sort of break week slash catch up week. And that was really my only hesitation was the timing, but I was, I was ready card in hand before you'd even open card. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That's well, that's, that's also the magic of a launch. That's the magic of a launch Mm -hmm. is that people are ready to buy before doors are open. Yep. Yeah. Well, Michelle, I would love to know um, what is next for you? What are you launching next? Are you launching your kit again? What's happening next in your world? Mm. So I'm definitely planning to launch my kit again next next round of Launch Magic. And then I am currently working up a basically limited release template. So it would be only available for, say, 10 people to purchase ever. So really taking the idea of my template kit and all the resources, but making something much more exclusive and really designed for a super specific audience. So really, really niching in and creating this asset that's somewhere between one-on-one fully custom design and the full DIY experience. So that's sort of where I'm, I'm heading next. 
Oh, I love that because I think that's going to hit that's going to hit the people in the market who are like they maybe they don't have the budget for a custom design, but they don't want a template that hundreds of other people have. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, Michelle, this has been such an awesome chat and I'm sure our listeners are wanting to learn a little bit more about you and connect with you. Where can they find you? Where can they find your kid? Yeah. So um, I'm a web designer. So obviously my website is my favorite place for people to to find me. Um, it's at michellepontvert.com and my kit is there in front and center of all of my products. And I'm on Instagram as well at Michelle Pongvert and Facebook. I'm the only one out there. So I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> and I will make sure that I put those links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Michelle. This has been absolutely wonderful. You've been an awesome guest and I really appreciate you coming on the show to share your launching insights with my listeners. Oh, thank you so much. And this is so much fun. I really appreciated my experience and all that you share. I I really, really love finding people like you who teach in a way that really fits our lives and makes things easier. We need a lot more of that in the world. Oh, thank you. (laughs) 